there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gormy. I'm glad you're here with us today. I, I really am excited for today's guest. His name is Cameron Salois. And over the past 16 months, Cameron has totally transformed uh, his body and his life. But that was not the thing that really drew me to having Cameron come on the show. I mean, obviously, someone that's lived life as a fat guy and has, has made some changes is a great guest opportunity for the show. But when I discovered him a, a few weeks ago on Instagram only, um, I, I realized that he puts out a, a, an enormous amount of positive energy that I want him to be able to share with you today. So I'm excited to have him with us. Cameron, welcome to the Fat Guy Forum. How are you doing today? Yeah, thanks for having me. I am. I'm doing great. I uh, appreciate you. Appreciate you having me on. Definitely, man. Definitely. We're going we're gonna to get right to it and start with our, our first question, which is always... What qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum? Well, I used to be a fat guy. Um, I've, I've grew up my whole life being the bigger guy on the Little League team. Um, just always turning to food and, and, you know, using that as my comfort, my crutch. And uh, it, it, it just was just always a part of my life. And I never thought there was really a chance to change that because I just thought I would, I would go out and always be that, that big guy. And then uh, something something clicked in my head, and I dropped 282 pounds in the past 16 months, and I've never – it's the best thing I've ever done. That's incredible, man. Like, that, that kind of transformation is incredible. And, and how old were you when you, when you hit your high, heaviest weight? I was 27 years old, and I, you know, I didn't think I'd make it to 30, 35, and it scared the, scared the death of me, you know? For sure. I, I definitely, I relate to that a lot, man. Like, what was your heaviest weight? So my heaviest weight was 494 pounds. That was July 2018. That That's pretty, that's pretty incredible, man. Like, that's obviously something, you know, with what my story is, I can definitely relate to being that size. Like, growing up, you know, like you said, you said something that really resonated to me, like the idea that you just thought you were going to be big forever. And there really was no other kind of path in life for you. Like, did you try to diet when you were growing up? Was that something that your family tried to put on you? Or was it just something that you, you tried to avoid? So I would, I probably lost 100 pounds five times in my life. Um, because I would, you know, I'd get in little grooves, and then I'd, I'd get, I'd lose some weight. Um, and then I'd get too comfortable, and then once I got comfortable, I could slip into bad habits, and I go back and I gain more weight. So that's kind of the the cycle I was in. And obviously, when I was in the losing phase, I was li I was having a good time, and um, you know, I felt good about myself. But I was on a slippery slope where I'm up in the three fifties plus, where if I lose forty pounds, I'm feeling good personally, but I'm still three hundred and ten pounds. So it's kind of a it's very easy to lose 40 pounds, but it's even easier to gain 80 pounds when we're up at that, at that, uh, at that size. Oh, I, I definitely agree with that. I don't think people real like, I, I think often you, people that have never been that big will say, you know, how do you not stop when you're 350? How do you not stop at 400? How do you not stop at 450? And I don't think they realize that how little of a life change it takes to go from 350 to 500 pounds. Yeah. Like it's not. It's not like life change. Like, and there are some people out there that are 350 that are probably leading incredibly active lives that wouldn't at 500 pounds. But that's, exactly. that's, that slope is so easily slipped down. 
like, especially if it's a life that you've lived and you've lost weight for the weight to come back. It's so one, it's physically easy for your body to put it back on. But two, like you, you mentioned like the comfort that you, you, the comfort zone you build for yourself. It's so easy to retreat back into that. Now, did your weight, was it, how did it affect your, your, you know, your relationships and friendships when you were growing up? Were you bullied? Were you not bullied? Was it something like you, you brought up little league. That's something that, you know, I went through and I know a couple of the guests I've talked to so far went through being the biggest kid on their team. I, I went through wearing adult, I had to wear adult pants when I was on the little league team. They didn't have a right uniform for me, but what was, what were those experiences like for you growing up big? So I was, uh, you know, back, back when I was in little league, they didn't, we didn't get to choose our numbers. It was just like one through 15. And then I was always 15 because that's the biggest Jersey. Um, the, the only good part about being big in little league is that I was a home run hitter. I would hit, you know, about 20 home runs a year. And, you know, I was a man. Every time I hit a home run, I can go to the snack bar and get a free hot dog. So I was looking forward to that hot dog. Oh, yeah. But when I was younger, it was cute. I'm just the big, the big man on the field. I'm going to grow taller. All this way, it's going to kind of lean me out. And it's not going to affect me moving down, down the line. However, there's been some habits and um, things ingrained in my mind, like, that aren't healthy ways to go and it's just kind of turning me towards that food and how um how i'm looking forward to something that is food instead of looking forward to something that something else that makes me happy um so it, it was fun in little league but then it it wasn't so cute when i'm you know 350 pounds graduating high school it's just not a way to, to that I, I wanted to go it was you know, obviously you're the biggest kid. You you got the man titties going. Uh, you get the purple nurples all the time, um, and you can just laugh it off and be be okay with it. But it's not fun when you're going through it because it's it sucks. It, I mean, it it hurts you. You know. Oh, it it completely does, and it and it shapes your not just your view of yourself, but your view of other people, like how you interact yeah. with the world. Um. I know for me, like in a lot of ways, my weight made me retreat from the world. Like I, I think we all react differently to how people perceive us when we, when we get bigger like that. Like your relationship with food, like do you, how do you describe that? Like, is it, do you see it as a series of bad habits? Were you a sneak eater? Was, was, you know, heavy, heavy overeating your thing? Like, I think in a lot of ways, like uh, many of us can end up in that 500 pound range in, on many different avenues from many different directions. Like what do you think brought your weight to, to 494 pounds? I just, you know, food is good, man. And you know, when you're already living in a life of excess, when you're younger, it's really easy to keep going into that life of excess when you're going into through your teenage years and then early twenties. And it's just, I, I don't think I knew when to stop. I just couldn't have, um, one plate, I'd always have two, three plates. Um, and then we, we get after, after high school, like college age. And then the, the, the same habits don't stop when you're starting to drink beer. Of course, beer doesn't help anything when you're, when you're trying to lose weight, that, that just compounds everything. and makes the slippery slope even slipperier, you know? For sure. For sure. And were you the biggest person in your family? Were there other people with weight problems in your family? Like, 
were they concerned about your weight? Like what was, what was that, that part of your life like? So I was the biggest person in my family and everyone was worried about me and I didn't really understand it until I look back and see pictures of myself. I'm like, Oh, oh man, like they had, they really did have something to worry about because I'm, I'm 494 pounds, you know? And you don't really understand it while you're there because you get really hurt and defensive about it because, you know, you don't want to hear it. You don't want to look, take that reality and, and just accept it. But it's, it's very scary. And, you know, looking back at the conversations I had or like um, the interactions I had with family members, like they were worried I was going to die and I didn't even know it. I I vividly remember the first time I lost a ton of weight when I was when I got to 210 in 2013 and at this this big gathering it was for my 40th birthday a lot of people were there that hadn't seen me since I had started losing the weight like 2 years before and I had people coming up like running up to me and saying thank god we thought we were, you were going to die and that that's hard to hear no? Oh, it's it's incredibly hard to hear, especially knowing that I put all the weight back on. Like, so then immediately it's in my head, you know, all these people think I'm going to die again. But when you actually have people communicate that to you, like there's something or when you re I think even what, like you were saying, you have that realization that you weren't as concerned about your mortality as other people were around you, that there's some there's some power in that. There's definitely some power in that. And so you. So we had a little technical difficulty, but we're back talking to Cameron, and we're gonna we're gonna get into the fact that Cameron was four hundred ninety four pounds, and Cam, you obviously have made a big change. So what I what I want to talk about is even not not necessarily get into yet why you know kind of how you made your change and what you've been doing, but more what brought you to that moment, like what was. Was there one incident? Was it a buildup of things? Like, what were the what were the pieces that came together to to make you make this shift? So we were in 2018 March, and my mom was probably most concerned about me, and she wanted me to get like the weight loss surgery. So we were going to um, kind of going through the process of that, and we kind of went to this like third party lap band clinic and we set up an appointment to get the lap band and I was having a lot of reservations about that just because I've heard horror stories and stuff like that so I canceled my appointment that I had set up that was two weeks later and I, I just kind of shied back from that so that was March 2018 and then going from there we um started getting more into like getting like the sleeve done at like a surgeon's office. Um, so I sat down with a surgeon. I think this was around June or early July. And the surgeon said, I'm not going to touch you. You're going to, you, you have to lose weight before I'll even touch you. And that cost me, that was a two minute conversation. The, the guy milked it for like 15 minutes and they charged me $450 just to sit down with him. Oh, wow. And just a lot of that stuff adding up like all everyone's worrying about me even more I, I would wake up I would drudge around uh I wasn't feeling good walking sucked I you know would get pissed off have to park far far away from work um I wasn't happy man 
And it was just July, late, uh, like middle of July 2018, the last straw happened. I was at home. I was ready to go to work. I was a little late already. And then some guy parked way too close to me and I couldn't even get in my car. I was freaking out because I, I take pride in, you know, being placed on time and stuff like that. I couldn't get in my car to, to go to work. And that was the most embarrassing thing in my life that, and then all this stuff was adding up. So I was like, something needs to change. Like, let, let's change this. You know, I'm not going to get the surgery. I'm going to outwork the surgery. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get out of this matrix that I'm in. And uh, late July 2018 is when I started my journey. That That's pretty incredible, man. And I, and I think that's a common thing for people, like, to have those things pile up. And eventually we hit a point where we're like, okay, something needs to happen. So what did happen? Like, what changes did you make uh, that got you on this journey? Because obviously you've lost, you know, over 280 pounds. And, and just, I it's it's got to be actually, you know, a little under 16 months, right? Or somewhere right around there. Like, I think, what? Uh, Two days ago was sixteen months um, oh, wow. from from my nice. journey. Awesome. Um, it it was uh, honestly I just went all nutrition. I went uh, meal replacement shakes and uh, vegetables, high high uh, volume vegetables to keep me full, and you know the necessity of life nutrients and in, in the protein shakes I was drinking. And it was the hardest thing I ever did at first because you know I'm craving. I went from eating excess of 4,000 to 7,000 calories a day to eating about 1,000 to 1,300 a day. And I just remember when I first started, like I was starving, but I had the the will to win and I just continued going. Uh, I think the first week I lost 17 pounds and I just, I just kept going. There's just something that, 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 that fueled me. That's wild. And, and how like how soon into your journey? Because I know now you know you're a regular gym goer. Like how soon into starting this did you start working out? And what were you doing then in the beginning? Like what could you do? So a funny thing, I I work at a gym, and I've worked at a gym when I was 500 pounds, 494 pounds. So I was kind of telling people what to do, but I never practiced what I preached. So I I know everything that I could do in the gym to do that. I just never actually did it because the last thing I wanted to do is be at work for another hour, hour and a half after my shift, after my eight hour shift. So the first six months, I just kind of went out of my way and walked like every single thing I did. I walked more. Um, so if I, if I had an excuse to walk further, I would do it. Um, and then Probably six months in, I dropped about 130 pounds, um, or you know, somewhere around there. I started. It was in January. I was like, "All right, New Year, new me. I'm gonna start grinding here at the gym." And I just started slowly using the elliptical. Obviously, I lost some weight already, so I, I felt better. Because um, you know, when you're up at 500 pounds, that that thing hurts, man. Everything hurts. Oh yeah. So, so I started with the elliptical, and I knew I needed to lift weights. So I went with, uh, so I'm on such a low calorie count. I, uh, you know, I wasn't really strong, but I, I've, I've been strong when I was up at my biggest. So I know the, the muscles there, the strength is there. I just needed something to get the, the extra calories burning throughout the day. 
So I went high uh, high reps and low weights on uh, like machines, and every and you know the whole point is just if you start something, it'll kind of evolve into something that's going to be going in the direction that you are, and uh, it's starting to kind of compound for me now, and uh, just living that gym life. And and what is your what is your routine like now? Like take us like. Are you still? Are your calories still that low? Have you brought them up at all? Like, what? Where? Where are you at that with with that? Now that you're this kind of far in, my calories are still around. I think they're a little higher than a thousand, so they're about at least at thirteen hundred. And I'm kind of manipulating what vegetables I eat around my workouts. So, for example, I would work out like midday. I'll uh, instead of eating like a bag of carrots or something for energy, I'll, I'll eat a bag of carrots and I'll eat some. Uh, like a steamer of Brussels sprouts because they're a little higher calorie, calorie. And it just kind of gives me a little bit extra strength um, it, throughout my routine. And it's not like I need a lot more strength. It's just something extra to get me over the hump. So we're kind of building a little bit more muscle there. And then right after my workout, I'll have another bag of uh, Brussels sprouts to kind of re- help me recover and help, you know, add a little bit of muscle there. Uh, just some extra fuel um, for what I just uh, accomplished there. As far as like routine, I have a couple non-negotiables for myself now that I, I can do it. And 20 minutes on the Stairmaster at least and 30 minutes on the elliptical at least is what I do six days a week. Uh, other than that, I want to try and lift about five days a week just to keep those constant calories burning and, and help build like uh, the composition of my body that, I, that I'm trying to, to build now. Understood, and I, I think if anyone were to go over to your Instagram account, they could see that you've you've done some kind of miraculous work in terms of your actual body composition. Like you're you're, I, there might be some people listening that are like, is he actually, you know, what's going on with him muscle wise? Like you're you got some flexing pictures on there, man. You know, you, you've you're doing the work. It's clear you're doing the work. Like what? Where are you at in your journey now? Like where would you say you're at in terms of like your weight? Are you? Getting to where you're, where you want to be. Do you have further to go? Like, what are you, what are your thoughts in that arena? So I'm at 212 right now, and I want to get down to 194 to say that I lost 300 pounds because I'm already here, and I want, I want to get there. That's when I reassessed my journey a little, little bit a couple months ago. Like, that's where I wanted to shoot for, and I there's just something in my mind that I want to get there to show myself that I can get there. I also want to start building up and you know look good i want to look good i want to feel good because if you're you're looking good you're feeling good you, you have the confidence and it's just when you're building all that muscle it's going to be harder for the weight to come back on because you know you have more muscle you're, you're going to be burning more uh, calories throughout the day and i refuse to go back to where i used to be and it's just something that i want to uh do for myself and have you thought about how that next phase comes into play? Like, cause it seems like you're going to have to, at some point start, or you're going to, you might, I don't even know if this is something you've thought about, like wanting to raise your calorie intake so that your metabolism isn't staying down where, you know, kind of where it is on the lower end. Like, so have you thought about how you're going to start phasing that in and like, what's going to work best? Like any, any, any strategies for approaching that? Because I honestly think that's something that, that a lot of people listening don't think about on the other end because they're so into getting into the first phase of losing weight, you know, restricting, like coming out of it, I think is something is, and especially that being something that I've recently kind of started 
working on myself, like it's definitely like so much more to think about than I even thought. So like, where, where are you at kind of thinking about that? So I know, I know, I know I'm going to have to start lifting heavier and lifting more as opposed to doing cardio, but I also can't do it overnight. I can't just flip everything overnight. Cause that's, that, that's when all the weight's going to come right back. Um, I'm both by all, all new, I'm not an expert by any means in, in this area, but what I can do is find someone that is an expert because, you know, I'm, I work at the gym and I'm surrounded by professionals all the time where they can kind of help me, um, kind of reverse diet and get back to where I want to be as far as goals go. From what I've kind of been hurt, hearing and picking brains so far is that I should slowly add maybe 100 to 200 calories every uh, two weeks or so until I get to that, that comfortable uh, area that I want to stay at to maintain. And also kind of at the same time, cut back cardio a little bit, but also we're, we're increasing our, our weightlifting a little bit more. And uh, I, I just want to use the same discipline I've been using to lose the weight to kind of get to the next step where I want to go. I, th- I think that's a key, a key point. You know, we, it all too, I know even for, you know, I can speak personally, but I, I think many people try to hit that transition point in their journey and lose focus of that discipline and lose focus on and, and don't realize that as much as it took you to lose the weight, it's going to take you to figure out what comes next, like that, that mental focus and energy. But it sounds like, I mean, it, it sounds like even just starting to pull it together, like you're, you're thinking it through well from a way that won't cause you to kind of fall into any of the traps that could be out there. Cause that's really important. I think that's really important for you. So Cam, like you said, it's, it's really important for you not only to not go back, you know, for you to stay focused and not go back to where you were before, but you have, have developed this mission to put out a positive presence on Instagram. So I'm just really curious, uh, be, as being someone who's, you know, got a presence on, on Instagram myself, like, how did you end up on there? And what do you see as that purpose on Instagram for you? So at first, I, you know, I was kind of nervous to, to put myself out there being a little heavier, at, you know. 400 plus pounds, but I wanted people to see like the kind of work I was putting in and, and what I was accomplishing because I was, I was proud of it. So I didn't actually start my Instagram until, um, I lost about 130 pounds. Um, that's when I kind of got the confidence to, um, get rolling because people needed to see what I was doing and I was very proud of it. So it just stems from the fact of me being in a place where I was, I felt hopeless. I couldn't, um, I felt like there was no way out and I want to show people that there is that way out. And, um, you know, the positive energy is contagious and the more positive influence I can have on people, the more, the better I feel about myself because I, I've been on the flip side of that coin at 494 pounds and it's, it's not, it's not a way to live. And if I can just get one person to, to, to switch their habits or, or get out of that dark place, then I feel like I've done something good for the world. And how has that been going so far? Like, do you find that people are reaching out to you? Are you getting a lot of DMs? Like, what, what has that been like? Yeah, I get, I get DMs all the time and people are reaching out to me. They're telling me that I'm so inspiring. And I try and chop it up with them a little bit and say, hey, like, what are your goals? Like, what do you want to achieve? I encourage you to do whatever you, you, you want to go for, whether it's weight loss, whether it's weight gain whether it's bulking up, whether it's just running a marathon or something, you know, it's just 
it's just something that I want to encourage people to get out of their comfort zone and go get what they want. That makes sense, man. And and I think like, cause your, your journey hasn't only been on display at, on Instagram, but like knowing that you work at a gym, you know, people there are watching you lose this um, massive amount of weight, you know, in under two years, like, what has the response of the people you work with at the gym been like and the people that, that are going there to work out? Dude, it has been amazing because, you know, I am the epitome of someone changing their life for the better. And people love that. People are drawn to that. People want to know about that. And they, they, I'm getting high fives from people that I don't even know. I'm getting, you know, knuckles from everyone. Um, people are telling me I look great. and. All that stuff just kind of snowballs and makes my confidence go up, but it's also showing people that it is possible and that they can do it as well. If I can do it, they can do it. And I tell them that too, because, you know, it, it's true. It, it doesn't take, I'm not, I'm in nothing special. It's just something that, um, you know, I could show, I could show them it could be done. And I take a lot of pride in that and it's, it makes me feel good. Oh, I, I definitely get that. And I believe it does, man. And I, I think you're right. Like, I think you hit on something there. Like, as as much as it's great that we kind of lead by example on these journeys, like, I, I want, I just want people to realize that, you know, there's nothing special about figuring out the way you should have been living your life, you know, for many years already, you know, and, and taking that action. Like, it's, it's, it's it's fantastic and it's amazing and it, you know it's it's wild that we can make these changes and that you've made these changes but to, i don't want that to hold you know you don't want that to hold someone else back because they think oh there must be something different about that person like no like you just have to find you know what's going to click for you and and make it work and commit to doing it so i th i think it's hit it you know oh yeah for sure man and, oh no 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 it's okay like and i i think it's good that you've you've been able to make that connection and, you know, figure out that not only do you benefit from this journey, but the people around you do and like the people you connect with and the fact that you're willing to share uh, what you're going through and how you're doing it, uh, I think is really, really a positive, positive thing that you can put out there into the universe. You know, there's a, I, I have so much energy now and I have so much flexibility that like, if I see someone that's struggling or someone that, um, know wants to like needs some help working out i'll go work out with them i'll go walk a mile with someone i'll go push someone to go go get better and get out of their comfort zone and just kind of like i mean it sometimes it doesn't always stick and you know they they fall off but it, as long as i tried you know i i, get, I took that shot and, you know it's just just something that that i could do to give back to the world definitely man and, and that's honestly a lesson that i've learned is that there are going to be some people that get really excited about making these changes and then fall off and they're going to reach out to you multiple times. And it, I think it's important for us to remember that, you know, we were once in their shoes and, you know, so you want to, you want to be that hand that's reaching back no matter how many times, like I've got a, I've got a friend that I think of who, you know, I've known this person for years and I can't tell you the number of times that they message me and they're like, okay, I'm ready to start. I'm ready to do it. I'm going to make it happen now. And then, you know, a few days in, they're giving up. And now they've actually, they've done it again. And they're doing incredible work. And I think it comes in the time when it's supposed to come. And, you know, when you can still be there as a beacon, no matter what, uh, 
it's exactly. it's going to help that it's going to help that person in the end. That's awesome, man. Well, you know, everyone told me to start working on myself, but I couldn't make that change until I made the change. And it's it's very similar with trying to help other people in a sense of like, hey, you could tell them a million times in their face, but that one time that they want to make that change, that's when they're going to start making the change. Exactly, man. Exactly. And so, Cam, we've talked about your kind of what you've done, you what you what your approach to food and nutrition is and kind of what that looks like for you right now. But what I'm curious about is like what life is like for you right now. Like, what are the most significant changes you've seen happen? I mean, you've lost you've lost 280 plus pounds in 16 months. So in less than two years, you you've completely transformed your body. How has it transformed your life? So my days used to be just kind of drudging around, like not wanting to do anything. Um, and nowadays I just kind of wake up, shoot out of bed and like attack my day. And that's probably the biggest thing that I have enjoyed um, now that I'm in a, in a new body because life should be lived that way. You know, you shouldn't have to be... Um, you shouldn't have to hide yourself from the world. You shouldn't have to um, skip family events because you're you're depressed or you're lazy or you don't want to do something like that. But it's just kind of like, hey, let's get up, let's do this, attack the day, and let's let's make this day the best day I can ever make it. You know, um, in a sense of like feeling good physically. Like I feel like, you know, instead of being a fifty-five year old, five hundred pound man, I feel like I'm a twenty-one year old again, and I could do anything. Um, I could run, I could, uh, I feel good athletically. I can, you know, my endurance is up. I can go on hikes if I want to. Just a lot of things in that sense. Like it's, it's, it's incredible, man. I'm sure it is. Like, I, I, I know what that's like. Like you have those moments where you could realize you can do things that you never thought you could do before. And then that leads you to discover something else and something else. And you're able to kind of continue to find those challenges. Yeah, all these doors are opening, man. It's 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 crazy. Sorry to cut you off there. Oh no, you didn't cut me off at all, man. That's that's definitely what's happening. And I wanna I wanna throw back for a minute to something that really that I just feel like there people at home listening have to be wondering about, like have to be a little curious about back in your bigger days, because you you brought up that you've worked at this gym while you were at your biggest and now, and we talked a little about like what it's been like for them to see you transform. But what was it really like to be working at a place where people were striving every day to make themselves better when you were in that place of either getting bigger or just living that life at almost 500 pounds? So it's, it's you know, it's just like any job where you have to go there, you have to put in the, the hours there to, to get paid. However, there just seemed to be this extra sense of like judgment, like just being at the front desk and dude weighs 500 pounds but it, it you know it doesn't obviously feel good but it's like what are you what are you going to do it's like you're in a situation that you don't necessarily want to be in but you kind of have to to make it work um you, you know and then that that kind of just made me stronger i guess mentally it's like hey i'm just gonna go in here i'm just gonna own it and like let's go you know and it didn't really no one really told me to lose weight. I I remember like two or three instances over the last like five years where like, hey, this ain't good, man. You should lose weight. But 
lot of people are, are super nice and like um and I I reciprocate that being super nice and like outgoing with them and you know I was just you know faking it till I make it because I wasn't really happy with myself but I just you know I had to make it work because that's the job I had to do but uh, it was definitely hard and it was hard to get the motivation after being there all day especially when you you're so big and you don't want to do anything in the first place like you're you're standing on your feet all day so that was kind of that was a hard part that I had to figure out that you know um like you know I just got to do it you just got to start it you know oh for sure man and it and I think you hit on an important piece and that's that most times, especially when you're that big, like I think sometimes someone who's probably 25, 30 pounds overweight has it harder with their friends and coworkers when they deal with that kind of weight gain versus someone who's hundreds of pounds overweight. Because when someone's got like 20, 30, 40 pounds to lose, in a lot of ways, that ribbing is something that they almost expect. You know, okay, yeah, the guys at the gym, you know, the, the guys I play basketball with on the weekend are going to be like, hey, dude, you're slowing down a little bit, like that kind of thing. Whereas when you're at a weight where it's clear from the outside you're not doing well, people all of a sudden get silent. They, they're afraid, I think, to kind of rock the boat because they know how you might react. And so I, I, think, I think like you were saying, like it's almost like you have to determine for yourself, like we, how we react shapes what's going to happen to us. And I think there's some people listening that probably would say, you know, if I was 500 pounds and go into a gym every day, that would just kind of like, forced me to kind of become almost more afraid of life. And like, I, I thought it was interesting that you said, you know, it made you almost more brave in some ways or stronger because you, you realized that you were on display at a gym and 500 pounds. And like, I feel like that's been a lot of the way that I lived part of my journey where instead of backing down, I was like, yes, this is what you're going to see. This is what you're going to get in front of you. This is what you're, this is what you're being presented with today. And, so I think it's always interesting to see that people respond different ways when they get into, you know, these similar circumstances. I just I think that could be a, a fascinating facet of our journeys. And so now what where where do things go for you from here, Cam? Like we know we, one night the push to 194 is kind of like in your 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 fitness weight loss goals. But what has has changing yourself this way affected like where you want to take your life direction at all? Like What's the big picture like for Cam right now? So Cam wants to stay down at this weight, and he's going to do whatever he can to, get to, to be that, to live that life. So instead of, you know, having my, my life surrounded around food or something, it's going to be something in the fitness community or fitness area, whether it is me continuing to manage a gym or whether it's me taking my um, – brave enough to go get my personal training cert or something like that to kind of show you know because i've been through it i know what it takes to get there and to kind of help other people or even just inspiring people as, as best as i can um just through my own stories and it doesn't even necessarily need to be a job or anything it just could be a hobby on the side but that that could be a way that i want to go i haven't really sat down and thought about exactly what i want to do because i've been so focused on my you know my 194 push but Definitely all these doors are opening and, you know, what I've kind of learned is like, you never know what you're going to get on the other side of the door if you don't go through the door. So you, you just have to, 
you have to put yourself out there. You have to get out of your comfort zone and you have to, you have to go there. So as much as it might scare me to do something in the, in the light of like being in the public or stuff, stuff like that, like motivational speaker or something, it, you know, you'll never know unless you try. And that's the whole point with being 494. I was kind of scared to, you know, get started and lose weight because I would tell myself all these things like, oh, you know, um, no, no one will like you there. You won't do this. You won't do that. Like you, I kind of accepted it being, being there, you know, being at 494. And then as soon as I stepped through that door, man, you know, all of these things are opening and it, it's just amazing. That that's really, really awesome, man. And, and I think you definitely, you've got a lot of potential to enter to that sphere. Like you already are, but I, I think like there's so many, like you said, doors opening for you and i can't wait to see you know what those next doors are because i have no doubt you're going to crush your goals and get there something i do want to talk about that's more timely for us both because it's the end of october halloween's about to hit we're heading into like the bigger holiday season you know the, the bigger food holiday season really um so what how do you handle like staying strict because you're you're kind of very disciplined and focused. Like, what are your strategies for when when the holidays come up? Like, in handling those family and social events and things along those lines. So, let, all right. So Thanksgiving's coming up. Um, let's just, let's just say I don't have many cheat days, but I do plan them, and I feel like when I do plan them, and then plan to get right back on track, that's where I have been successful. And in the past sixteen months, I've kind of had those plan days and I have a, a plan of attack to get right back on track afterwards and it's just that's kind of how I've been handling it because you know you know there's gonna be food everywhere for you um but also I I don't go I don't eat a couple cookies here and there from that are brought to me at work or something or a, a donut that's brought to me at work so my Thanksgiving started after my birthday um back in mid-September to get to Thanksgiving, to, to earn that day, to, to enjoy myself, you know? Understood. And I, and I think what you said, like knowing that the discipline is what's carried you through, applying those same principles to it seems to be something that could be really helpful for you. And I think for someone who, who fits that mindset, like, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, for sure, man. And, and something I, I realized, you know, we, we, We've had some technical issues, so we've been jumping around topic-wise. But something I do want to hit on is uh, you live in San Diego. Yes, sir. Um, All my life. My, si my sister has lived in San Diego almost as long as you've been alive. Um, okay. So <laughs> what, she's, in, she's in Ocean Beach. What part of San Diego are you in? So I'm in El Cajon. Um, uh, it's probably 25 minutes inland of Ocean Beach. And... Uh, it's San Diego so great, man. And we are so spoiled that we're here. It's always sunny. You know, we, we get a little pissy when it's like 85 degrees. And I was going to say, everyone that should. The, yeah, the past, the past week, it's gotten up to the 80s. And everyone out there is like, oh, it's the sweltering hot season. The Santa Anas are finally here. And I'm like, it's not that bad. You're just used to it yeah. being 70 all the time. But it's so awesome, man. If I if I really wanted to, I can go hike Torrey Pines down at the at the beach, and then I can go up to the mountains and hike uh, Cuyamaca, and I can get I can get there in an hour. So I I just feel like I'm spoiled. 
you know, there's no other way to put it. And, you know, we have all this good food around us because we're so close to the border. And that was another part of the reason why I was 494 pounds. But that's, uh, that's something I had to manage uh, getting to where I am now. Oh, I'm sure. Like, I, I think there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of food sources out there that are, that are, chat would be challenging when you're trying to, to turn off, you know, uh, heavy, heavy consumption because yeah, exactly. there's just some really, really fantastic restaurants, you know, out in that area. And also just the native, like you said, the native cuisine coming up from the border, like just naturally kind of spilling over is, is pretty fantastic. Um, so I, I, this is more like the news than anything else, but are the fires anywhere near you? Is that impacting you at all? I don't like in terms of like where you are geographically in San Diego. So there's no fires near me. Um, I'm kind of more in the middle of like cities. Um, I understand it's a little bit more north of LA. I think there's a big one up there. Um, I, I don't know what's kind of going on around San Diego right now. Um, yeah, I know. I, I've seen some reports that it's starting to kind of come in, like the the smoke issues and everything are starting to hit some parts yeah, of San Diego. But it might a be bit of smoke it might be that. northern. Yeah. Well, I'm just the, uh, you know we're all making sure y'all are safe out there. Yeah, I'm I'm safe out here. You know, back in 2003, my house actually burned down. Oh wow. Um, it was uh, I was in middle school and it was kind of exciting to me, which is kind of sickening. But you know, I didn't get to go to school. But it was uh, it was a scary time. It was like the apocalypse out here. Oh yeah, I, definitely I, remember, know I remember that. How dangerous, dangerous that can get. Well, all I can say is next time I'm out there, we're definitely going to have to connect uh, and say howdy. That'll be awesome. I, I get out there at least once a year usually. Okay. Uh, I love. I was there a couple weeks ago. I love San Diego. I think it's a fantastic spot. Yeah, it just kind of hit me that we should have. Uh, we should have connected this time. I could have got you down to the gym and got a workout with you. See that what I I I spent. Um, I I worked out a lot at. A planet fitness a little bit further in from where my sister is um had some good learned a little bit of of more san diego geography that i hadn't learned yet yeah i lived there for a couple months you know about 10 years ago but um it's always good to see other parts but yeah no that would be really awesome and i think it would be that would be really great to kind of connect and see where we're both at like that'll be some good times i love san diego i think i, I do say as an east coaster I don't think I could live. I lived there for a few months after I had lived in in Long Beach for a while and had some work issues and all that stuff. But I don't think I could live in San Diego permanently because I think people are just it's it's almost like people are too nice for me and too relaxed and too mellow. And I especially Ocean Beach, like I I, I love my sister and her friends and that community. But after like a week, a little week plus, I'm like. I need to get back to the East Coast where people are flipping each other off to say hi. Like, <laughs> I need to, I need to get back to like that. You know, it's things are too nice here for me. There's too much positivity. I need to, I need to pull it back a little bit. I need to pull it back. <laughs> I think it's all that that constant yeah. sunshine. You know, having such exposure to sunshine like is something that we don't get all the time out here. So, I think it invigorates people a little too much. A little too much. Yeah, exactly. You never know. And then uh, the the world starts to end when we don't get that sunshine. Oh. So. When the June, gl- when the June people driving when it rains, mm. exactly. Oh yeah, for the the one day of the year it rains, you should see how people drive out here. It's just ridiculous. Well, that was an amazing thing to me. Like when I moved to Long Beach and we finally had weather there, like it was amazing to me. Like I think the first time it rained, it was like three o'clock in the morning, and I realized it was raining, and I went and sat outside in the rain. And one of the neighbors was like, "What are you doing?" 
And I'm like, yeah. I just enjoy the rain. And they're like, oh, God. And then all I noticed that next day when the, the roads were even, it was still raining a little bit, people driving like the world was ending. And I'm like, it's just a little rain. Oh, my God. And the, I mean, then eventually, of course, someone has to sit me down and say, well, you understand our cars leave oil on the roads that doesn't go away because it doesn't get washed away. So when it rains, they're slipperier. So it's more. I'm like, OK, I understand. But nonetheless, I swear to goodness, like you could see the panic on people's faces. Like they thought they thought they were going to go careening into the valley at any point. Like it, it, it's kind of it's kind of hilarious, kind of hilarious. But that's you no, know, it's funny is uh, my. Oh, no, you go that. ahead. You go ahead. My uh, my the same thing you did with uh, watching the rain. Mm-hmm. My brother lives out in Pittsburgh and I was out there um, last uh, December. And it's the first time I've ever seen snow oh, wow. like actually falling down. Like I've been up to the snow um, a couple times in my life, but I was literally out there in a t-shirt and shorts, just loving it, loving it every second of it. And <laughs> it was, uh, his, his buddies thought I was crazy, but you know, same kind of situation there. It's just like, it's just so beautiful, man. You know, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, well, Cam, I, I want to say thank you for you coming on and sharing your, your story with everyone today. Where can people find you if they want to connect with you? So you can find me on my Instagram. It's uh, Cam Gets Fit underscore. Um, and then if you want to DM me, if you have any questions, I have no problem answering them. And uh, just kind of, you just want to stop in and say hi. Um, I'd, I'd love to hear from you. Appreciate the uh, the likes, the follows, uh, anything you, you got for me. It's uh, It helps keep driving me. And uh one more time, that's uh, Cam Gets Fit, and that's an underscore at the end of that. And, and I hope everyone out there listening will go check out your account because it, I know one of the things I'm known for is my before and after pictures, and you put up some pretty epic ones yourself, man. And so I think there's there's some really impressive work on display that people can can go see and then catch his captions. And I know you, you've done, you've dropped a couple video clips that I just think are so, yeah. some really kind of like inspiring thoughts for people. So I really hope people are going to go track you down and find you now. I mean, not like find you in real. Yeah, track- don't, don't go find you. <laughs> don't go track him down in real life. Cause that gets creepy, but you know, go find him on Instagram and say, howdy, uh, especially if you're in San Diego, say howdy. And maybe you can connect, but ask him before you connect. Um, yeah. It's just, you know, kind of giving you guys a glimpse of uh, what it was like in the mind of a 494 pound man and kind of that transition of turning into a, 200 pounder and you know the, the the positive energy is contagious and i would just love to spread that to as many people as i can and help help lives help people change lives that's fantastic man i have no doubt that you're going to do that i honestly don't have any doubt there so so cam we're going to move into the the final feature of the fat guy form and that's the fat guy five it's five questions i ask every guest i'm going to throw them at you and see what your answers are you ready to go Sounds good. Okay, man. So living or dead, this is number one. Living or dead, tell us, who is your favorite fat guy? Favorite fat guy? Um, Chris Farley. There we go. I think he's a good, he's a good default for everyone. He's a, he's, I've gotten him a couple <laughs> times, but I think he jumps to the top. Number two, thinking back to when, like, I want you to go back to when you were 494 pounds. What was your quintessential fat guy meal? Uh, breakfast burrito with ham, bacon, and sour cream. Yeah, I think you nailed it right there. Breakfast burrito. I didn't really discover breakfast burritos until I was in San Diego. And oh man, the things that people can do with them. Like, I I think that. Dude, 
I would, there was a, there was times in my, like I was living every day and I would justify why I deserved that burrito that day. Mm. And it was just so bad, but it was so good. I, I believe it, man. I believe it. So number three, what is your biggest tip to the other fat guys out there listening to this podcast who want to make change? You have to start today. Um, start today. No matter what you're doing, just do something good for yourself right now and evolve that. And eventually you'll get to where you want to be. You never quit. Fantastic advice, man. Number four, what book, podcast, or other resource would you suggest to someone that needs motivation? Uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Hmm. That is not one that I've had someone suggested. I like that. I like when we get something that's outside there. Something, yeah, something that, I haven't even seen. I think that's great. I, uh, I listened to that. There's a story on in Think and Grow Rich. It's called Three Feet from Gold. And I've been three feet from gold my whole life. Mm. And if the guy would have looked three feet over, he would have found his gold and get there. And I feel like being so close to my goal right now. And uh, I feel like I'm three feet away. And I'm not, I'm not stopping this time. There you go, man. That's awesome. And number five, we started to talk about this a little bit, but I'm going to nail you down here, Cam. Tell me one of your non-weight loss or non-fitness related goals for the next year. Um, so I want to start bulking up and, you know, just feeling confident in the, in the body that I've created for myself. Mm. And, um, yeah, just, just look good, feel good, play good. There you go, man. There you go. So again, you guys can find Cam at CamGetsFit underscore on Instagram. I really encourage you to go check him out. Cameron, thanks again so much for joining us today in the Fat Guy Forum. Are there any last words you want to leave the guests of the show with? Start today, guys. If you don't start today, when are you going to start? There you go. And I think a really great start would be they pop over and check your page out, man. Get some definite inspiration. So once again, everybody, this is your host, Gourmet. I'm glad you joined us for this episode of the Fat Guy Forum. There's more to come, of course, but you can connect with me on Instagram at Gourmet underscore goes underscore keto. You can find me on Twitter at Gourmet Goes Keto. No underscores or anything, just Gourmet Goes Keto. You can now go to GourmetGoesKeto.com and see what's going on there and then yell at me because there's not much happening on that page right now. And you can also email the show at thefatguyforum at gmail.com. As I like to remind you, and I don't think I did the last episode, so I got to do a double reminder today. Go out and do something amazing because you, my friends, are amazing people. So go amaze yourself today and then tell me about it. Tell me what you did. Have a great day, y'all. Mm-hmm.